0: We just decided to remove the bandwidth restrictions and and let those customers fully utilize their connected devices and have a better online experience. We didn't feel the internet provider should limit the customer in that factor.
1: This is episode 327 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. There's a certain elegance that comes with simplicity, and in Reedsburg, Wisconsin, subscribers to the city's Lightspeed Internet Access are finding that out firsthand. This past spring, the Reedsburg Utility Commission decided to eliminate all but the gigabit tier, which is super affordable to subscribers. Brett Schuppner from the Utility Commission has been on the show before to discuss their expansion efforts, and once again he talks about how the commission will bring Lightspeed to more premises beyond the city limits. Brett also talks about their decision to go all gig, the response from subscribers, and how the network is influencing the business community. In addition to sharing some of the history behind Lightspeed, Brett and Christopher discuss the role of the network in the community's vibrant telecommuting population, and their newly acquired certification as a telecommuting forward community. If you're a regular Community Broadband Bits listener, you might notice that we've made some minor changes to the way we publish the podcast. These changes shouldn't affect your ability to access the podcast, but if you encounter any problems, please let us know. Send a note to podcast at muninetworks.org. Now here's Christopher with Brett Shepner from Reedsburg Utilities Commission.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Community Broadband Bits Podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell with the Institute for Local Self-Reliance in Minneapolis, talking to uh, Brett Shupner, the General Manager of Reedsburg Utility Commission. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Brett, uh, there's a brief hesitation if you're listening closely, because I was going to say something about an over-the-border rival or something like that, what with this being fall sports season football um hockey is going to be starting soon. Um I'm sure you're in the Wisconsin camp. I'm in the Minnesota camp. So, um but then I decided not to and then I decided to do it anyway. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, isn't uh isn't this week in the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe for the football teams?
2: I think so. No, I think we're playing Iowa this week. I think you have one of your other games that may not present as much of a challenge. <laughs> okay. Brett, you're not too far away from Madison in uh, Wisconsin. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Reedsburg? Yep,
0: Reedsburg. It's uh, just under an hour from Madison to kind of the northwest. Uh, A lot of people might be more uh, familiar with Wisconsin Dells as a popular tourist area, and and we're just like 15 miles uh, from Wisconsin Dells area. Reedsburg is um, located in Sauk County and uh, with a population of just under 10,000 residents.
2: And your network, we're going to get to this toward the end of the show, but your network's a lot closer to the Dells, or it will be very soon. So that's some um, exciting news. Um, but the thing that um, I really wanted to talk about was something you've done, which I know some other folks have thought about in the municipal broadband space, uh, but haven't done. You're all gig now. Your your standard rate, if someone signs up for Internet access, they're going to get a gig to the Internet. Tell us about that.
0: Yep, You're 100% correct. Um, Reedsburg Utility is uh, the electric and water utility for the city of Reedsburg. And then in the early 1990s, the city decided they wanted to take uh, matters in their own, own hands regarding the telecommunication needs of the city. So in January of 2000, Reedsburg became the first municipality to obtain its certification as an as a alternate telecommunications utility in Wisconsin. We started providing services on our 100% fire network, By 2002, in 2011, then we actually um, started expanding outside the city limits and we cover um, probably getting close to 25 to 30% of rural Sauk County now with uh, our fiber deployment. And um, like you mentioned earlier, which gets us up to the Wisconsin Dells area and some other neighboring communities. In 2014, we became the first gigabit provider in the state of Wisconsin. And then um, this year, uh, we decided to actually dust off uh, an old uh, brand that we had when we started back in early 2000s called Lightspeed. So we dusted off that logo and rebranded ourselves as Lightspeed Internet. And uh, that's when we uh, rolled out our unthrottled access to our gigabit fiber network um, and started providing gig service as our standard and only residential um, internet option, and basically we're the only provider in the state that is doing that, and I, from what I understand, one of the only maybe three in the nation that are doing that. Um, our residential customers, you know, especially if they're bundling it with a TV or, or a phone service, can get that for as low as uh, $45 a month uh, gig service
2: right and i I think the only other places that I know of that are doing it were were um in the Bay Area, the private company Sonic, which uh we've talked to folks from there before um they're very forward thinking and um in Vermont I believe Vtel was doing that in an area in which they received a substantial federal grant um, for fiber to the home um, but yeah I'm not aware of anyone else uh, that I can think of that's that's been so bold is is this something that you are concerned about? I mean, you certainly have been in the fiber game for longer than almost anyone else. Um, you know, so you have more than enough background in data to have a sense of, of what your costs are. But, um, you know, just, just walk me through the decision-making process to make that switch.
0: You know, we are 100% fiber, so we don't really have a limitation on our network like some of the, you know, uh, people that are converting from an old copper plant to a fiber plant um you know so this was something that really didn't cost us more to do um and i guess you know we just felt like you know we we want to be a leader in this in this field so let's be the leader let's let's say you know bring it out let's um throw the gloves off and let's deliver gig we're we're seeing um you know even increased demands in in the households you know with their multiple internet enabled devices you know they're doing more video streaming more gaming Telemedicine, online education, telecommuting is becoming a a bigger thing we're seeing around here. You know, I guess we just decided to remove the bandwidth restrictions and and let those customers fully utilize their connected devices and have a better online experience. We didn't feel the internet provider should limit the customer in that factor.
2: And how long have you been doing this?
0: Uh, We rolled this out in May of 2018.
2: So in the in the time you've been offering the, this gig connection as a standard, are you seeing a greater demand on your wholesale? Do you have to increase your transit at all, or have you had to upgrade any routers?
0: Our st- standard speed before rolling out the gig standard was 100 meg service. So I don't think the gig service has really changed customers' behaviors in, in regards of downloading more data. It's just that they can utilize and see the benefit of the speed and all their devices at one time. So we really haven't seen our wholesale bandwidth increase drastically other than just by adding customers in that. So um, I think if if we were starting out at a much lower speed where by giving customers more speed it changed their habits, then you would see a, a peak or a change in the wholesale connections. You know, what we have been seeing, though, is actually customers are now buying devices capable of handling higher speeds we're we've seen it quite a few times since May where customers are buying computers now that can actually see a gig you know so it's it's interesting when when our installers go to a house and it's like I want to see the, the customer might say I want to see this gig and then they do a speed test and, and they're actually seeing it they're seeing 900 and upper 9 900 950s and stuff like that for their speed test so um that you know it's with typically on one Device, the standard device, you're not going to see that, but um, it is actually changing customers' behaviors that, if it's available, they will adapt and use
2: it. Well, one of the things that I've heard from gigabit providers is that even your higher end uh, wireless access points, your routers, your home routers, have often only had a 100 megabit port on the WAN side, the wide area network side. And so people are sometimes surprised at, um, you know, they might be getting a high capacity connection, but they have to buy a new router to take advantage of it.
0: Right. And we we provide the router. We want to to control that experience. We want to control that device so that we can make sure the customers, you know, we're delivering the service, I guess. So that that Wi-Fi connection is capable of getting a gig out there. So we provide actually two wireless access points as a standard delivery so that we can provide good coverage through the house and, and the customers can utilize that service.
2: Well, but that's popular. Um, you had mentioned earlier the telecommuting, and you are the fourth recognized telecommuter forward city in Wisconsin. What's that all about?
0: Earlier this year, the Wisconsin Legislature passed a telecommuter forward community certification for communities to um, promote that there's internet service available in that community for businesses and, and residences, residents to tele, have telecommuting opportunities. And Senator Markline, which is the senator for our district, uh, District 17 in Wisconsin, was actually one of the co-sponsors. And then actually our state representative, um, Ed Brooks, was also a sponsor of that legislation. And when that came out, they said Reedsburg is the, you know, prime, Example of why this lit, you know, why the certification is was uh, um, passed.
2: Yeah, I can only imagine the advantage that that people have working from Reedsburg relative to uh, the average community in a smaller town in Wisconsin. I mean, um, are you seeing an influx of people that are trying to take advantage of that?
0: We do see people, you know, that uh, maybe one spouse lives in Madison and and uh, or works in Madison. Sorry. And, you know, so then the other spouse might work somewhere else or work in Reedsburg. So if they're in this area, those working in Madison might have an opportunity to actually work a few days from home. You know, we do regularly get calls from customers, people even outside our service area, wondering if they can get Reedsburg Utility Lightspeed Internet. Before the telecommuting uh, opportunities,
2: so one of the other things that has just come up is the state of Wisconsin is putting about seven million dollars into expanded high quality internet access, and you uh, looks like you received grants to expand in the nearby town of Spring Green and the area around there for uh, three hundred thousand dollars and one hundred thirty seven thousand dollars in a town called Delton. Uh, that seems like uh, a pretty big deal. I mean, uh, are you gonna? I guess you probably have ambitions ultimately to serve all of. Sauk County. But uh, I have to say, I'm just thrilled to see the state of Wisconsin uh, putting money into these smart local projects rather than, um, you know, big DSL projects.
0: You know, like you said, the state does have a broadband grant uh, uh, program. And actually, this last two rounds have been over $7 million of grants available. We actually applied we had three different applications that we put in. There was, I think, a total of 83 applications uh, were submitted. We had the number four ranked and the number seven ranked uh, um, applications. So both of those were funded. Um, one of them is um, just outside the Wisconsin Dells, Lake Delton area um, for some a rural subdivision that basically customers can't get over three meg, megabits per second uh, downloads. Um, There's actually, I I got an example here of one resident that lives in this rural subdivision said our current internet provider has a maximum speed of of about 2.6 megabits per second with an upload of 0.1 megabits per second. Our family has limited access to online educational resources that leaves our children struggling to keep up with their peers. This resident lives less than a half a mile from the village limits of, of Lake Dalton, so it's just... You know, how close they can be, but not have such limited access is uh, kind of odd or, you know, just it seems like that wouldn't be the case, I guess, is what I'm saying. So we applied for a grant for this subdivision and we did get it. So now we'll be able to bring our gigabit um, fiber network to their uh, to these residents and their neighbors, um, um, which will definitely, you know, change their lives of how they can or what they can do from their home.
2: Are you seeing any increased thought about um, uh, the towns or townships or others trying to figure out how to supplement the state program or or do something just out of recognition that, um, that if they wait for the state to fund their area, they might um, be waiting too long?
0: Yes, definitely. Um, actually, the, the grant that we got for the town of Spring Green is a perfect example of that. We've been working with the town of Spring Green over the last couple of years, Um, they've reached out to us numerous times trying to see if there's ways we can bring our service down to them. So we've been working through the, the broadband grant process to try to get some additional funding to do this. To make this cost effective for everyone involved, with us being a municipally owned telco, it isn't fair for the residents of Reedsburg to have to take out financing to fund a project that's not in their basically in their taxing district. So the town of Spring Green and and Reedsburg Utility, we've partnered and what we're gonna do with this project that was awarded this grant is actually the town of Spring Green is gonna own the fiber, the buried fiber and ducts. So basically the fiber plant, and then we're gonna lease it from them and provide the service. So then that way they're getting the funding or the financing to put the buried plant in the ground we're, we're going to be basically it up, lighting it up and providing the service. And through the leasing of their fibers, then that's how they're going to be able to pay for their investment in their infrastructure that they're going to own.
2: That's great to hear. I mean, that's, that's a really replicable model. But yeah, that's the sort of thing that that you could I could see happening in a number of places where, um, you know, uh, well, in, in this case we're taking advantage of a state program, but but if you're willing to do that and the local governments are willing to to own that and to work with you on it, that seems like a win-win-win.
0: Yeah, and this you know, in this town of Spring Green project that we're going to be doing. It's actually, you know, we're anticipating this is the first phase. You know, and you mentioned it earlier that maybe, you know, our goal is to provide fiber service throughout Sauk County, and and we've actually had discussions with with uh, representatives from Sauk County, and and that is something they're interested in too. So this is probably kind of a like a test project, or you know, to see how how this works, a demo, and see kind of see how if this could be replicated. Throughout other townships,
2: yeah, I don't know if you're paying attention in Minnesota, but to, to brag a little bit, uh, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the Minnesota counties have been working on working with rural telephone cooperatives who are doing a great job of expanding this access, and so um, you know certainly you would expect to see that in Wisconsin as well, since uh, states are pretty similar.
0: Yeah, and I think a little we're seeing a little bit of that even through the um, the broadband grant. Uh, process, like I said, there was eighty three applications and that and some of them were um, local providers, other local providers working with counties um, to you know expand out broadband further into rural areas.
2: So, when we talked previously, you had mentioned that there were certainly a number of of local businesses in Reedsburg that have really benefited from uh, the fiber network that you've been providing. Um, I'm curious if you have any other, maybe more recent anecdotes of of how the network is benefiting the community.
0: Recently, um, our city administrator was commenting on when potential site locators for new businesses, new industries call Reedsburg. To see what we have to offer he says the top three things that they ask about are safety schools and internet so you know as reedsburg's concerned i think we nail all three of them you know very highly you know it's something that uh, industries are looking for we do have most of our or i'd like to say all of our industries right now are just booming um they can't find enough employees um, so they're looking for other opportunities of like the telecommuting where you know, they can get into another workforce and have people work from home. Actually, one business I can think of—they just recently bought a plant in it somewhere in southern U.S. And we actually, um, through a private connection, we deliver internet all the way to their plant down in Tennessee. So, <laughs> you know, to have their—that's our farthest internet <laughs> customer we have right now. So, but that's through a private connection that we uh, contracted with another provider to get down to there. So internet is something, you know, that a priority to the, uh, some of these businesses and industries.
2: One of the things that I thought was interesting about a recent press release you sent out was that uh, Bill Esbeck, uh from the Wisconsin— um, I I is the WSTA, I forget exactly what it stands for, but it's the the private telephone companies and often the, the co-ops, I think. Um, he was there speaking and I'm curious, because he'd been an opponent of municipal broadband in the past. Is your project is it less controversial now? Are people more comfortable with what you're doing?
0: I guess we do partner with a lot of WSTA members around us. You know, as that organization, I can't I can't speak for them specifically. Um, the real reason he was here was for, you know, the, basically the press event with the local legislature. So, um, <laughs> so it was cordial <laughs> and uh, that, but, uh, I don't know if their stance has really changed on that or not, you know, as an organization, but as individual members, um, you know, I, I truly feel that we all are in it to serve our customers, you know, especially as when you look at the cooperatives and, the, and the local ILECs and that. So. You know, I think we have a common goal there and, you know, we'll maybe set aside some political differences to serve the customer.
2: I think that's a good sentiment that we want to make sure people hear is that this is about ultimately making sure people have good internet access. So that's a good reminder. Well, thank you, Brett, for coming on, um, reminding us uh, that you've been there uh, doing this great work in Reedsburg. And I'm curious to see if you inspire other communities to um, to also have Gigabit as their standard option so that it's a, well, frankly, it'll be easier for people to understand <laughs> um, without all the tiers and things like that, but also just giving such a great experience. So so thanks for being willing to experiment with that and telling us about it.
0: You know, from what we've seen from our, you know, customers that actually we've been adding and, and stuff like that, it's, it's uh, definitely something people are interested in. We've been busy since we've rolled that out.
2: Oh that's that's actually really interesting. I mean you already had a quite a large market share, so um so you're seeing that that has attracted new interest then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Before we rolled that out, I'd say compared to our normal, you know, new customers versus our churn, um, you know, it's I'd say we've probably tripled in adding new customers every month since uh gig standard is rolled out.
2: Wow. Well terrific. Thank you again.
0: No problem. We'll appreciate the opportunity to discuss this with you.
1: That was Christopher with Brett Shepner, General Manager of Reedsburg Utilities Commission in Wisconsin. We have transcripts for this and other podcasts available at muninetworks.org slash broadbandbits. Email us at podcasts at muninetworks.org with your ideas for the show. Follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at communitynets. Follow muninetworks.org stories on Twitter. The handle is at muninetworks. Subscribe to this podcast and the other ILSR podcasts, Building Local Power, and the Local Energy Rules podcast. You can access them wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss out on our original research. Subscribe to our monthly newsletter at ILSR.org. And while you're there, take a moment to donate. Thank you to Arnie Hughesby for the song Warm Duck Shuffle, licensed Through Creative Commons. And thanks for listening to episode 327 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast.